Stag. Man and his amazing friends. Uh, hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Stegman and His Amazing Friends. This is episode 6 and we're going to be talking to Donnie Cates again. This is going to be uh, Road to Absolute Carnage, our book that comes out in a couple weeks here, uh, August 7th. Um, we're going to kind of break down how, how the seeds were planted for this, uh, this event coming up. So, uh, you know, enjoy. Yeah, enjoy. Um, yeah, wait, when is this going to come out? How many weeks this away is, is it? Uh, is this is coming out tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, so it, okay. So okay, cool. I'm always used to like listening to podcasts where they like they're like really professional, and they're like always like um, you know by the time this comes out, like we're recording this in October, this will come out in December. No, we're real cool. Like we like you know just get after it, just start going. <laughs> yeah. We'll just yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Flying by the seat of our pants. Exactly. How yeah, I, I like it. it to be. Exactly. Big event comes out in a few weeks. Absolute carnage. I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, mm-hmm. Ryan, should should we announce our big news about our mm-hmm. sales? Um, that we beat X Men number one. Yeah, that we did it. Like we, yeah. yeah Ryan and I got our sales in, <laughs> and uh, you know our goal that we said this entire time mm-hmm. was that we were going to beat X Men number one, which sold um, eight a little a little north of eight million copies. Mm-hmm. And uh, happy to report, we got our sales in, and uh, we did it. We shattered it. Shattered. I think we it. doubled it, right? I think we probably, about, yeah, it's a little south of sixteen million copies sold. The problem, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. problem that I'm going to have now is finishing the book because I have a yacht. We're millionaires and, now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. multimillionaires. Yeah. So, you know, uh, we'll see if we finish it. We don't yeah. know if we feel like it yet, but the first issue was really the point. You know, yeah. and it was really more to just like show that we could do it rather than like right. any sort of like artistic merit or like love for the game or anything like that. You know, Ryan and I always talk about how we're different from other art teams because unlike other art teams, um, we don't care about like art or like story. Mm-hmm. We stack right. checks. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, yeah. Cheddar Boys. Yeah, Cheddar Boys, which is what we should have called this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paper Trail, baby. Um, <laughs> No, we got ourselves back, and they are phenomenal. Um, the amount of people online trying to very in-depth explain to me how it's impossible to sell 8 million copies. Oh, it's the best. I was <laughs> like, you guys really best. don't get the joke. Like, you guys really don't get what we're doing. Like, come on, man. Um, so, but no, Ryan and I are just going to keep on telling everybody that we did it. Um, yeah. We did it. So, yeah, we did it. Well, Mission accomplished. Good job, buddy. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm really proud of you, buddy. Yeah, you too. You're able to put those kids in school finally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, well, let's go into the... Um, let's do it, man. Let's think- how about let's do a little Venom recap. Let's talk about where we last left off with Eddie and the symbiote. Mm-hmm. Maybe a couple other supporting characters. Maybe Cleese Casty. Maybe Rex. Who knows? Um, Donnie, what was happening at the end of Rex? Tell yeah, me. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I hope that people aren't just... Um, if you haven't read Venom Volumes 1 and 2, I hope that we're not, like, spoiling shit because um, you're just, like, following along with the podcast, right? Um, but uh, essentially how Rex um, wraps up is that... Um, boy, uh, what happens in that book? Um, okay, but basically um, the dragon attacks um, New York. Miles and Eddie team up to go and fight it. Yeah, so uh, Miles teams up with Eddie to go and stop this thing. Um, the other heroes are off uh, in Jason Aaron's Avengers. That's the timeline there when the Celestials are all falling out of the sky, so they're busy dealing with that. So it's, it's, it's just Miles and Eddie. Um, they get down there. Um, they're able to kind of stun the dragon for a bit with the help of uh, Miles's um, uh, venom blast, and um, out of the dragon comes the the form of a god uh, whose name is Null, who's the god of the symbiotes. Um, come to find out, Null is um, uh, still imprisoned in the planet of the symbiotes, um, but he has woken up just a little bit um, in order to pilot. He can remote pilot every symbiote, and uh, he's piloting this Grendel because he has a very strong attachment to it because it was one of his firsts, uh, first symbiotes that he created. Um, Noel then proceeds to just beat the shit out of Eddie, rip his symbiote off, all this stuff, um, and then uh, Miles and Eddie escape via some shit, 
Um, and then I'm trying to hit the big beats. Um, they mm -hmm. go back to Rex. In, in bonding with Null, Eddie learns some things, and the symbiote gains some new powers. Um, the symbiote can now fly. Um, it has a very it is a, a deeper understanding of its own um, biology and its own origin, um, and with that truth came a revelation about the character of Rex Strickland, which is that Rex died in the war. Um, is that the the Rex Strickland that we've seen the origin of and all these things? Uh, he actually passed away um, a long time ago, and the symbiote, his old symbiote, uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex, is its name, uh, or I guess, I guess just Tyrannosaurus. Um, is that in the book, or is that just some shit that I told told you on the phone that that was going to be a symbiote name? You told me that. I don't, I, it's not in. It, it, at least it's not in the vault. Did it not volume. make it in there? Yeah. Okay. Well, when Rex was in the war, when he was wearing his symbiote, that was his code name, Ty Tyrannosaurus Rex, which is nice. pretty fucking badass. And I, I wish that we had done more <laughs> with that because it's such a cool name for a symbiote. Um, so yeah, Rex is dead, and the symbiote has been kind of like parading around. And this entire time, Noel has been saying that it, when when he can get the last uh, piece of his Grendel dragon, then he'll mm -hmm. be able to like like wake up and free himself. The dragon will be strong enough to be able to come and free him. And Eddie always assumed that that last piece was him, was his symbiote. It's not. It's Rex. Because um, those, if you remember um, the. Vietnam soldiers that we followed, they, they all got their symbiotes from the Null Dragon that was uh, rediscovered by S.H.I.E.L.D. and Nick Fury. Um, isn't it impressive that I'm doing this all off the top of my fucking dome when I wrote, I wrote this stuff? A <laughs> you wrote it. Ago? I wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be weird if I didn't know it, right? Um, Came out of the dome. And so Eddie, Eddie uh, then bonds with Rex. Uh, Rex joins uh, his makeup, and then they go and they arm up, and they turn into Spawn for a minute um they like strap all these huge guns to them and mm -hmm. like it's just like guns on the shoulders one of my favorite like, sequences out. for sure so cool and then yeah the dragon shows up to rex's warehouse they fight eddie goes ballistic on this thing shooting lasers shooting machine guns rex is like got his back firing from on the back and stuff and then um and then uh noel comes out or no wait yeah wait they fight the dragon first and then eddie allows himself to get like kind of taken by it and then when he rips away, he's, he revealed that he, like, dropped all these, like, bombs on, on, on the dragon. And so that blows up. But when that blows up, Noel comes out and the real fight begins. Mm -hmm. Eddie, um, Eddie and them fight for a little bit. And then Rex, the Rex symbiote, peels off of Venom, pushes Noel into um, an incinerator that's in the warehouse. And then, um, and it's like holding Noel in the incinerator, burning him. And Rex is dying too. Rex is dead. Um, and but Eddie has to hold this burning incinerator door um, closed, and the symbiote can't handle it because uh, it's too hot and it's burning him. And so Eddie tells him that he's got it, and tells the, the symbiote to go inside of like his bloodstream and his like like neural cortex and uh, codex cortex <laughs> um and go inside and tell him to like shut his shut his pain receptors off so that he can do it and so eddie is then completely engulfed in flames burns his hair off burns his beard off and then he falls uh and Noel the Noel dragon is defeated and severs Noel's connection um and Noel goes back asleep in the planet Eddie looks up to see that his symbiote didn't survive the experience and is now just a puddle of goo on the floor. Um, it's in the saddest moment ever. The saddest moment of all time. Um, they also say that um, the symbiote says, tells Eddie that he loves him before he dies. Um, uh, it's a very sweet scene. Um, and then, uh, yeah, he, he goes under. That's how Rex ends. Mm -hmm. um, Eddie's, uh, you know, this is a through line in Ryan and I's run that Eddie's greatest fear in life is being alone. Uh, he's he's terrified of his own voice in his head. He's he's the biggest like codependent who's ever lived, um, and now his fear has just come true. He's he's alone. Um, the next arc, um, well, from there we see Eddie. Um, there's a two issues that Ryan didn't draw uh, that Ivan Cohelo came on and did a phenomenal job on, mm -hmm. um, where we introduce the Maker. Um, the Maker descended on the warehouse and stole a li last living piece of Null's dragon symbiote and uh, has it. And does he still have it? Who? Does he still the maker? have that? Yeah. No. 
No, that was used. Wasn't it in Carnage Born? Ah, yeah, that's where it went. Yes, yes. <laughs> Woo! I was like, did we not? I was like, yes, that's, that's why our event exists is because of that piece. Maker steals it because he has some um, ulterior motives um, that we will see play out um, uh, in the near future-ish um, involving symbiotes. He took it, and then it was stolen from his lab uh, by question mark, question mark, question mark. In the meantime, um, uh, Maker gives us the rundown on this idea of the codex, or the codices is the plural of it. Um, what the codex is is this, is that every single time a symbiote bonds to a host um, and then leaves, it doesn't leave completely. Um, it leaves a piece, a, a, a microscopic piece of itself wrapped around the host's DNA. And this is because, um, this is so that the symbiote uh, horde, the race of beings known as the symbiote, can communicate to each other about hosts and learn from these, from these things, right? Um, and all that information is stored in the central, like the central hive mind, which is null, by the way. Um, like he is the hive mind himself. He's like the tree that everything connects He's the to. god of gods. He's the god of symbiotes, yes. Um, and so um, um, essentially um, what Maker tells him is if uh, the only way to con- like, to, like um, uh, uh, fix Eddie's symbiote is to like reconnect to the hive, but that's impossible. Um, or to get all these like pieces of these of these codices and um, kind of reabsorb them, um, and he has done research into that by digging up uh, Flash Thompson's grave and extracting um, Flash's codex. What we get out of that is a sequence where Eddie puts the symbiote back on. It's brain dead though. Um, it's it doesn't have an internal voice anymore. It's more like a dog. It's more like a like an animal, um, and their bond is kind of gone. Um, and uh, what we get out of that is Eddie absorbs that Flash Thompson codex and for a brief second turns into Agent Venom and Agent Venom pilots the car as it were and gets them out of this out of this thing and breaks them out that was my one and only concession that I made to Rick uh, Mender uh, after I killed uh, after I gouged out Jack's eyes in the first issue uh, to kind of uh, throw some shade on Rick. I thought I'd give him a. It literally is a huge splash panel where Venom says, "Yeah, Flash Thompson was a badass Venom." So yeah. anyway, so that's that. Awesome and then yeah, it's a cool moment. But important in there is that Eddie didn't know that he had led the Maker and his men on a countrywide like manhunt. Like Eddie was essentially in a coma the entire time. His symbiote was piloting him across the country. Um, when Eddie woke up. Um, being like hit with like a sonic blast um, when he came to he was on his father's front porch in San Francisco and this is really important um, we still don't know why the symbiote took him there perhaps it sensed something um, in its animal state that Eddie awoke on his front on his dad's front porch uh, only to find that he has a little brother um, that he looks he looks up and he 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 sees what he he believes as his father has had another son named Dylan. Um, And as we move into the second arc, which is called The Abyss, um, in every other country besides besides America, that second arc is called Grendel. Did you know that, Ryan? No, I didn't. Isn't that weird? Yeah. (laughs) The Grendel's not in that arc at all. What did we... Oh, they don't call it The Abyss? Like like even in England? Mm Mm-mm. Every foreign language edition of it I've seen, it's called Grendel, which huh. is a cool name, and maybe I probably should have called yeah. it that. But uh, it begs the question: What does your your splash page look like when it says the abyss that you like, drew into the art? Yeah, you Did know they, they, they didn't change it. I, I yeah, I can't you know, un- I drew that in. So I wonder if in other in foreign versions, if they go through and if they actually like redid that because it's got the sort of the. Um, because like, it's not the, a, it's not the like water a, effect at the bottom. Yeah, because it's not a text file. Right. It's an art thing. I wonder what they did on that. That's interesting. Um, uh, so what the fuck happens in the abyss? Um, do I have a copy of it? Essentially, the abyss is basically more of a. Um, if the first arc was all about the symbiotes and getting to the bottom of them um, and kind of peeling them apart and seeing what, what they're made of, the abyss is that for Eddie. I wanted to get to the bottom of Eddie. 
and really see uh, what he's made of and, and, and how he became a guy who is so okay with being in the dark all the time, um, as long as there's someone else in the dark with him. Um, what we find out along the way with that is just that um, Eddie's father was incredibly abusive. Um, Eddie accidentally killed a kid. We've gone over this. We, on this podcast, actually accidentally killed a kid, and that's where um, and his father tried to get him off um, and, and tried to um, uh, erase it, but Eddie was forced by his father to lie, and, and, and he got off, and so that's why he protects the innocent so much. That's why he's got this huge hang-up about the innocent, because in his own words, someone needs to protect them from people like me. Um, also, um, in that dark, dark... Um, this is a real dark. The, the abyss is real. It's a real tough read. Yeah, it's, it's a, a bummer. It's very. It's a huge change in tone from the first volume, which was this action. Yes, it is. Yes, sort it of is. dragons, Heavy and then all metal, of a sudden everybody's crying. And, and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It's you almost know. like the writer of this second arc was like going through a divorce uh, <laughs> and was like really unhappy and just like took it out on these books. That's what Devin and I when we were we. When after I got the script, he's like, "What'd you think?" I was like, "It's, it's good. It's really uh, dark." And he's like, "Yeah, I don't like where it's coming from." <laughs> <laughs> Devin, after the first, after issue nine, is it nine, six, seven? No, it's eight when you come back, right? Uh-huh. Six, seven, eight. No, it's nine when you come back. The first issue of the Abyss is the number nine. When I turned that script in to Devin, it's the only time an editor has ever called me and been like. Hey, buddy. Um, so I read issue nine, and I was like, "Oh yeah, well, what did you think?" And he was like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, man. I'm doing the best I can. Uh, this is because um, honestly, it was always planned as being a really dark arc, but it it just kind of lined up with a very dark period in my life. I was very sad and felt very alone, and so I it was actually a, a, a privilege and a blessing to have that in front of me, so I could kind of excise." some of that shit out there. Um, and I know there's going to be a lot of people who, who hate that and are going to say that, that you shouldn't, that you shouldn't like, you know, uh, self-insert. It's the thing I hear all the time about Eddie. And I was like, well, that's my fucking job. And, and yeah. I'm an artist, and that's, no, we, we, we that's all do it. That's absolutely what you should do. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what we're all supposed to do, you know. That's that's where the phrase, like, truth in art is supposed to come from, you know. Um, even that first art, you guys say that like it was so like metal and big superhero stuff and everything. It was, but there was a lot of like really sad things in there as well, and a lot oh, of yeah, was, explorations a, of a um, great balance for sure. Yeah, um, this one's all sad because um, mm-hmm. Eddie also has his cancer returned, yes. um, and also Dylan shows back up on his front doorstep and um, has a black eye and like a, a, a his arms busted up. It's a you know a vague injury uh, for being beaten by uh by carl carl brock uh, eddie's father um come to find out a few things eddie does not have cancer um his symbiote is afraid of dylan um and senses eddie getting too close to dylan and so uh feigned an illness inside of eddie to make him dependent on the symbiote more um which is fucked up and really horrible. It's like gaslighting, abusive, toxic relationship stuff um, that people hated. This is the shit I got death threats over. Um, and um, Are, the other, did, did they ever follow through? They tried, bro. Uh. They, in the, they in the they in the backyard, son. Um, okay. No, of course, they, no one's ever going to do anything. And like, I know, and then I'm just like kidding. there was a when issue eleven came out, which is the end of this of the abyss. Um, or no issue. No issue. Eleven is the reveal that he never had cancer. The symbiote did that to him, and that's when Eddie decides that he wants the maker to take it off of him, because he also um, he also learns that um, Dylan is not his younger brother. He is his son. Um, is a son that he had with Anne, and 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 mentions something in a panel that we are going to pay off on in a huge way. Um, when we do a flashback of Annie going back and dropping um, Dylan off uh, with Carl, who she did not know was a bad man. She doesn't know him enough, but she doesn't have any family or anything. Um, and she was going through a really bad time in her life, and this is right after she had just become um, uh, uh, the she-venom, that arc. After that arc, and this is not some shit that I wrote. I got in trouble for this, 
Like, people online were saying that I killed Anne. I made Anne kill herself. I was like, you got to go back 20 years to get mad at that. Because I didn't even write that. That's not me. Um, she just she drops Dylan off because she's, like, terrified. Because her bonding with the symbiote scared the shit out of her. But Carl says this line where he's just like, I don't understand how you have a kid. Like, you and Eddie are divorced and you... Like, you guys aren't together. And she says, she, like, kind of stumbles over her words. She says, I know. We didn't, um, we didn't even dot, dot, dot. She says, we'll, we'll be connected. And then it cuts to a shot of her as she, Venom. And then it just cuts back and it says, and then there was Dylan. Right? Um, also got a lot of shit for that one. Got a lot of heat for that. Um, but it's going somewhere, and you guys uh, you guys haven't seen the bigger picture of that and what that's going to look like. But um, it's, it's entirely possible that Dylan's not all that he seems. Um, and so moving forward from that, the way that the abyss ends is the symbiote leaves. Um, the symbiote leaves and t- takes the form of a random person on the street. Um, and walks off into the night, and Eddie uh, stays and, and protects his kid. Um, now, going into the War of the Realms time, this is when Cullen comes in um, and, 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 and does a phenomenal job on his Venom tie-ins. Um, um, Eddie, the setup for that is just going into it. Um, two things of importance come out of War of the Realms, uh, but going into it, one is that... Um, Eddie has still not told Dylan that he's his father. Um, and he, we get some more clarity on why he hasn't done that yet in Absolute Carnage number one on sale August 7th. <laughs> the other thing of important for you guys to know going into Absolute Carnage is that Eddie and Venom still are not connected. They're still not back together um, because the symbiote got caught up in the War of the Realms and Malekith used it. Um, as a weapon against Thor. At the end of War of the Realms, though, um, uh, the Venom symbiote essentially slinks away, but it has its voice back, somehow being forged with Malekith and his dark energies. As it slinks away, we hear it talk again. Um, and it says that it has to go and find Eddie and prepare for, for, the, for the next war. Um, and that um, is the Venom main title, kind of all of that. Um, getting you to absolute carnage. Now there's one other thing before I let Ryan take over. Um, there's one more book that spun off of it. We do these web of uh, Venom tie-in books. The first one was v- Venom, which is a flashback to like, oh, like how did Rex die? And like, how did, how did the symbiote take over? And all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, and the second one that we did was a book called Carnage Born. And um, Carnage Born uh, explains where that, sample of the Grendel went when it was stolen from the Maker. Um, a cult stole it um, from the Maker's lab, sensing its presence. And they are the cult of Carnage. They're the cult of Null, really. Um, the cult of Null uh, has been worshipping them since the days of Beowulf and worshipping the dragon and, and the spiral and all that shit. Um, and basically, um, a hooded figure kind of walks us through Cletus's backstory um, how he was born in a sane asylum and he died as soon as he was born and was like like resuscitated but while like years later he says that when he died he went to hell as a baby and he's just pure like like drenched evil um, and we do a little bit more of that backstory in Carnage 4 right? Is that right Ryan? 4? Yeah I Cletus so. gives his little speech about being born which is one of the darkest moments of that in- of- yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's three. My bad. I haven't written four yet. Um, I should probably do that. Um, yeah, so it's in, yeah, issue three. Yeah, that's what three. I'm working on right now. When the I'm, thing I'm happens with the thing and, and the... I turned the, in page four of issue three today. So and then the big thing... Have, I can't wait for you to turn in page 20. I know. Of, 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 of issue three. Issue, Absolute Courage number three ends with the, with the most banging, crazy-ass last page. It's unbelievable it's so much fun um anyway uh very long story short carnage uh cletus cassidy fell he was in the venom verse event and the last time we saw him he was um floating in the void of space uh dead um but then he fell into orbit his symbiote the carnage symbiote um came out of his bloodstream to try and protect him 
he landed on Earth with no legs, essentially like a corpse, and uh, but somehow still alive because the Carnage symbiote protected him as he fell. The Carnage symbiote dies, um, protecting him in that crater, and then the the um, the uh, cult finds him, and they essentially um, make him into their new messiah, um, and he's gonna be like the um, the. Uh, What's it called? Like the Void M- Messiah or some shit. He's going to be the prophet. Oh, that's what it is. The prophet of the Void. Um, and so he is uh, He's reborn. They give him the Grindel symbiote, the, the, the last the little piece. It flows all over Cletus, and he is reborn as this, like, 13-foot-tall fucking monstrosity with his spine showing. And I mean, he's, he's like, still a – he's dead, you know? like Yeah, he's, he's still a corpse inside. Right. So, like, you'll see an absolute carnage – as the symbiote comes away, there's like maggots and like mm-hmm. and like 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 guy doesn't still have, he still doesn't have a nose and like sometimes you'll see him as just Cletus like he just looks straight up like Cletus, but what you're seeing is the is the Grendel symbiote mimicking Cletus's face and so you'll see his like Cletus's face open up and like a, a corpse inside and then that'll twist into carnage and stuff. It's dreadful. That's um, fucking it's craziness. Brutal. There's a there's a great scene at the end of Absolute Carnage number one that really shows. Um, uh, it's the thing with the maggots, Ryan. Yeah, that two page sequence. That's the scariest two page sequence in that whole fucking thing. Um, so yeah, Cletus is reborn and is essentially told what we already knew but he didn't know is that if you get all of the codexes and you can repair that Grendel symbiote that he's wearing and get it strong enough and you can reconnect to the hive and you can take it over and you can wake up null. Um, Mm -hmm. And so Carnage essentially looks at this huge board that the cult has all put together of every single character who's ever worn one and he says, well, let's go to work. Um, and that is where we left him. That, that's 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 the, the, kind of the primer. And really, honestly, for Absolute Carnage, like if you're just like if, if you don't have a lot of money, like just bare bare bones, you could go into Absolute Carnage having read Venom Rex and Carnage Born. Right. Like you'll be fine with that. In so much as like if you tried to watch Creed and Creed Two, you could get away with watching Rocky One, Two, and Four, and you'd be fine. But you really should watch all them Rockies to get to Creed. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then the next Venom, Venom, the Web of Venom book that we did was written um, by Mr. Ryan Stegman and mm-hmm. drawn uh, infuriatingly by Kyle Hotz, who's one of my <laughs> favorite Venom artists of all time, and I've never gotten to work with him. Um, but fucking Ryan did. And what'd you do, buddy? Uh, so, yeah, that was an interesting job because we didn't have – a lot of this developed yet like we so i i didn't know what i was allowed to to do and luckily um everything that we used actually kind of gets used going forward so yeah, it all works yeah um we did a story about um the venom dog um, oh great and I, his i skipped ahead. that part yeah in the, the venom's abyss, a dog yeah in, yeah in in the beginning of the abyss eddie is not really bonded to the symbiote and he keeps it on a chain it's mm-hmm. a dog that he walks around. Um, it's, it's a metaphor for him being attached to it, but not a, but having to keep it at a distance. Um, people t- took it as like being d- d- disrespectful. It's like, no, he's taking care of it. It's injured. Right. And the chain was also the symbiote and everything, too. Um, so that's what he's talking about uh, in Venom Unleashed. Sorry. So, yeah, it's, it's the Venom dog's night out, essentially. Eddie's down and out. He's at a cheap motel. Um, there's some noises outside the uh, and there's these two guys out there and they look like zombies essentially they're homeless men um, but they have spiral eyes so so we know that you know it has to do with all the carnage stuff that we've been doing or with the null stuff that we've been doing anyway the dog you know travels through San Francisco where they are at the time um, they end up going into the um, into the town that was in lethal protector which is um, an underground city in San Francisco um, where the dog sees um, that... Well, first we show that the humans can be controlled by these sort of maggots that um, burrow into these guys' brains and they become carnages, uh, you know, soldiers, essentially. Um, we show the first spire 
um, which Carnage has set these spires up throughout. Well, well, all I had intended was that it would be part of the, in San Francisco, there would be this spire that Carnage had set up and he would be. Yeah. And Ryan, as far as we know, that's the only one that exists. Okay. (laughs) Well, we could kind of, it's, it's getting used. It's in in a big way. It's, 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 uh, horrendous looking like Kyle Hotz does this. Like, imagine like the. Like Yggdrasil, the world tree, but like made yeah. out of mm. carnage, like and like mm-hmm. teeth and, and mm-hmm. eyes, and so it's it's hideous, and it's it's disgusting. Did you say that this is in the same underground lair as Le- Lethal, Lethal Protector? Protector? Okay, yeah, yeah you yeah. were yeah you were doing your DM thing. Do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's just th- this whole book is um, is mostly silent too, and like mm-hmm. Kyle's storytelling is just unreal. But I don't want to get into oh, it. Oh, you nailed it! And, yeah, and so yeah, there's so basically then that's that's when Eddie knows for sure that Carnage is coming back and that he's coming for Eddie. Um, so yeah, and the, what I, you know, one thing that we need to cover is the uh, free comic book day issue. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So that the yeah. So I mean at this. At the end of, um, well, that doesn't add up. No, okay, yeah. So the free comic book day issue is um, set. I guess I'm trying to think of the timeline of where it would be set. It's like after. Um, it would happen like right in between issues, um, issue sixteen that I, that just came out uh, that I did with Juan, um, and um, and episode carnage so that's kind of the timeline it's a kind of a nebulous timeline but it's important to know walking into the into that when it opens up um eddie has been arrested um and he's been put into rikers island um because i mean after all he is he's still he's still uh venom like you know like people don't don't really like that guy and so this would happen i guess like right after the san francisco rather venom unleashed right because he's it says in the free competition that he's just come back from San Francisco. Well, mm-hmm. that timeline's weird because he's in New York in 16. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. It. It's, you, yeah. you did it perfect. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm sure it all lines up perfectly. Um, so anyway, he's, he's caught trying to enter back into New York, and he's arrested, um, but he doesn't have a symbiote. Um, so he's just kind of a criminal, and so he's put in with everybody else, right? And um, when he's just trying to, like, eat, eat some slop in the cafeteria, um, this dude walks over, and it's Lee Price. And for, your, for you Venom heads out there, you know that Lee Price um, was the Venom at the outset of Mike Costa's run. Um, uh, Lee Price was, a, um, was an ex-military kind of a mercenary dude um, who was Venom for quite some time and then ended up getting um, – turning bad and turned into a character named Maniac – um, and um, it, uh, got got put down and, and put in prison in a book called Venom Inc. Um, uh, written by Mike Costa and Dan Slott and drawn by um, me. Someone who was yeah. Oh right, is it, it was the internet's boyfriend Ryan Segman. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, so yeah. So we haven't really seen Lee since um, since uh, not big time. What did I call it? V- v- Venom Inc. Never really seen him, and so in this, um, uh, Lee Price comes over to Eddie, and it's just like you, you can tell that like Lee Price is like really coming to his own in this prison, and it's just kind of like I run shit around here, kind of a dude. And in the prison, he he says that people don't call him Lee Price anymore; they call him Venom. And he shows that he has a tattoo across his chest of the Venom tattoo um, that we will later learn is a is a symbiote, um, and. Uh, Eddie just starts fucking cracking up, just laughing in his face. <laughs> and Lee does not like that at all. Um, and so Lee like is just like, do you know who the hell I am? And then Eddie um, picks him up and rips his symbiote off of his chest. And as he's doing it, Lee says, if you do that, I'll die. And he's just like, now that's funny. And he drops him. And Lee, um, for all intents and purposes, is gone. Um, and... Um, it's at that point that the at the at the turn kind of drops, because what you've been seeing this entire time is not Eddie. Um, Eddie Brock is not in that free comic book day special at all. What you're seeing as the guards pour in and quote unquote Eddie Brock starts just like straight murdering inmates and stuff is that that's Cletus Cassidy 
wearing an Eddie Brock mask. Like he's made the symbiote, his his Grendel symbiote, look like Eddie. Right? Um, and so he frames him for murder and then breaks out of the jail and uh, goes into, into New York. And now there's like wanted posters. Like it's like breaking news in Times Square. Eddie Brock, known murderer, blah, 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 blah. And Carnage is just like, well, like what's next? Like, who am I going to kill next? Right. Because he is a serial killer and he does love playing games, you know? Mm-hmm. And, we'll get, and we're going to see that a lot in episode Carnage as well. Um, so I think that's, yeah. So Eddie, Eddie, I think the symbiote still separated. The symbiote out there somewhere. Uh, Eddie's been framed for murder. Eddie's also in the possession of a kid who is his son but does not know that yet. He's trying to be a good dad. He's trying to not do this Venom stuff anymore. Um, and uh, Cletus is about to rain red hell down on the entire world. Yeah, and Cletus is, for all intents and purposes, has the powers of a god now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. huge and he's terrifying. And it, it, um, it's, it's the scariest, visually, I think, the scariest design on Carnage ever because, like, Every time we've ever seen someone in a symbiote, um, it looks like there, there's a person in there. And with and with Dark Carnage, which is kind of what we call him internally, um, mm-hmm. with Dark Carnage, it's just so clear that there's not a dude in there. Like, there's mm-hmm. a corpse in there, and it's so terrifying. He's all, like, Slender Man and shit. Um, mm-hmm. So that's all you need to know. That is the road to absolute carnage. That's, that's the whole shebang. Am I missing anything? I don't think so. I think that that covers it. I, I'm surprised how quickly we were able to do that. Cool. All right. So that's that's your must read issues. That's your narrative recap. Let's talk about um, just some teases. Let's talk about the event as much as we can. I know you guys can't talk about it um, that much, but let's talk about uh, what what are maybe can we get some like page teases for number one? Like what is the page that you guys are most looking forward to in that sixty page epic? Mm. For issue one, it's all gonna be great, but so, if you have uh, to pick the one page, uh, I was gonna say I should tell them the chapter names. Yeah, go the, for that. Yeah, that, that'll I, work. You think I, I can Sweet. do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't um, think they give away. I don't think cool I, so. It, so it's sixty pages long, and so I divided it up into like three chapters. The first chapter is called "The Bleeding King." Um, the second one is called "The Godson." And the third is called the 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 long red dark, um, and those will all make sense once you read it. Um, <laughs> the long red dark um, is not for the faint of heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, the long red dark is <laughs> it's <laughs> it's rough. Um, it's 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 pretty gnarly. It's all pretty gnarly. So I mean, they, it just it devolves into the just straight up horror. It is. Yeah. Just horrific, everything. Mm-hmm. And I would say that there's a, the very drastic move that Eddie Brock makes, in the in the Bleeding King in the first arc or mm-hmm. in the first chapter, uh, he makes a pretty uh, hardcore move, um, that is my favorite page in the entire thing. I can't. I literally oh, can't say a word yeah, yeah. about it because like does, anything. Does it, the one that that harkens back to issue one a little bit. Yes. Yes. It, well, there's. there's that that double page spread, but then how that encounter is settled, mm-hmm. that splash page. Oh yeah! Holy shit! <laughs> that <that's laughs> the direct downshot. Yeah, yes, the direct downshot. That yeah. There's a page in there that Ryan looked at, and like any artist would have trouble like reading my description of it. They would be like, "How the fuck do I draw that?" And Ryan looked at it and was like, apparently was like, "What's the hardest way?" to draw that shot <laughs> what's the absolute hardest angle to do that and so he chose literally the hardest angle in the world straight down and yeah it's, it's i i think even a year ago i wouldn't have attempted that but somehow i was able to pull it off i did it's it wild. oh i got another page coming up with a similar shot you're gonna like that do you but the um yeah the uh there's so many there's like the splashes and the spreads because it's 60 pages so we went ham on that stuff yeah and there are, I mean, there's like four one of those, page that, that last, that last splash page, if you know what I'm talking about. The last double splash? No, no, no. The, the splash when he meets, eh. <laughs> oh, yes. Holy shit. 
Dude, that's an it's all-timer. Like a, it's like a, but it's like a Norman Rockwell horror page. Yeah, or something. yeah, it's it's that's that one's an all-time banger. For anyone who's listening to this, this one must be the most boring <laughs> conversation. It's but maybe they'll go back. Like, well, that one in. thing that yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's safe to say that we're with the the that like. Um, as soon as we possibly can, we'll do a, mm-hmm. a, a, a page-by-page breakdown episode of Carnage number one. I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait to talk about it in public. Um, and actually, Ryan and I will be at Terrificon the week that it comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the week after it, Reiner and I are going to be at Midtown Comics uh, doing our, our first big signing, which I wanted you to, to let you know I'm going to wear a suit. Uh, I'm going to look really nice. I'm going to wear like an all black suit with like a venom tie and a red shirt or some kind of shit like that so i'm gonna look real f- real fresh so I, st- I want you to know so you don't show up in like some khaki shorts and a and a hoodie looking like uh, a, you know maybe i'll maybe i'll bring a suit we'll see just just don't look like an idiot I i'll have my kids there so they'll <laughs> you love your kids i should try to look nice so that they think that try cool. and look nice bro because that midtown signing is gonna be bananas yeah um so yeah um we're doing a Venom VIP event at Terrificon. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. So, hey, if you're coming to Terrificon, um, you'll get to hear us. You will be the first show ever for us to be able to talk about it in detail and right. at length. Um, and I'll try and get some copies um, of Absolute Carnage uh, to give away at the panel. So, yeah, you got Terrificon, you got New York. Donnie, are you doing anything local for for the night of release? No, I'm gonna be in Connecticut. I'm on, I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think. Wait, when do I? I don't know. Well, I don't think so. I tend to, I, I tend to hide when I'm I'm here in Austin. Um, I've been asked by a few local shops if they if if I could be out there uh, for it, but man, I don't know. Wait, you know what? I don't I don't think I leave for Terrificon until Friday, so maybe I should do a signing. Nope. No, I leave that day. I'll be flying. Okay, what I'm doing special on that day is I'm flying all day. So if you if you want uh, me to sign your copies of Absolute Carnage, uh, be at the Austin Bergstrom Airport um, at uh, nine a.m. Um, and I'll sign your copies there. And then I have make a, sure you run you run up to Donnie as fast yeah. as you can with screaming look in your eyes. Screaming yeah. the word carnage <laughs> in an airport. Um, yeah. And then I have a layover for about two hours in Chicago. Um, so if you also want me to to, um, to sign those, I'm happy to. If you come to the Chicago airport, you just have to buy a plane ticket so you can get past security. Yeah, so you just spend a lot of money, <laughs> but it's totally totally worth it. Or you could just wait until I get to your town because I, I probably will. Um, is there going to be a Chicago airport exclusive variant cover though? Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. I'll give you my it's boarding a, pass. A yeah. Sue Grafton <laughs> novel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, uh, you know what I should do? I should just take a grip of absolute courage number ones and just put them at the newsstand at every airport that I go to. That'd be fun. That day. That'd be, That'd sweet. be sweet. Sign it. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. We, uh, uh, what are we doing Griffin on the day it comes uh, out? Well, hey, if, uh, if we got any listeners, any fans that happen to be in the Great Lakes area, or even if you're not and are just smart and want to come on by and see Ryan Stegman, um, we're going to be doing a, a little event at Vault of Midnight in Detroit from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Wednesday, August 7th. Absolute Carnage number one signing. Um, Venom boy Ryan Stegman is there. I'm going to be there if you give a shit. Um, and uh, come on by. He'll sign your book. And, uh, and hey, we'll hang out and just... Is it is it true that you refuse to sign anything, Griffin? You will only yes. sign titties, right? Yes. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yes. Just checking. I don't know if I endorse that. You sign the books. I, I sign the titties. <laughs> you don't know if what what what's that, Donnie? I don't know if I support that. Um, there's a guy. There's a guy in my DMs who wants me to sign something for him that I don't know. If, uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can. No, that guy. That's actually photo reference for yeah. Ryan for um, when he puts it in the book. You know what? I'm just gonna say it. Finally. Hey, um, I love all my fans, and you guys are really sweet. Uh, please don't send me dick pics. Uh, yeah, it's super rude. Uh, I, mean, I would say don't send them to me either. I, yeah. I haven't had this problem yeah. yet, but just uh, yeah. Um, I mean, sweet I'm getting dick, out bro, ahead of it. but like, um, <laughs> no, thank you. I don't know how yeah. else to say that. Um, yeah, I, I think that I think that we can probably go ahead and say too that um, on on August seventh, on the day of release, we'll drop an episode uh, of this uh, that is either us walking through absolute carnage or doing doing answering questions or 
or something. So just look out for August 7th as a release date for one of these um, uh, podcasts with uh, Ryan and I. Well, cool. So I, obviously uh, um, issue one is going to be massive. Uh, you guys just – we just put the announcement out a while ago about it being expanded. Um, yeah. To five issues. Mm-hmm. Um, is there uh, an issue in particular that you think is going to be your, your favorite one that you want to talk about? My favorite is going to be issue five. Um, okay. There's a reason that it got expanded to issue five because Ryan and I started talking about the ending of this thing, and in talking to Ryan, I came up with a new ending. Um, nice. And I was, and Ryan immediately was like, "Holy shit, that's crazy!" And I was like, "Yeah, dude." Mm-hmm. But I was like, "I don't know how I do that in four issues. I, I really got to start seeding that and like make sure that that pays off." And so we just asked for it, and um, you know. Uh, Thanks to all you guys, our numbers were good enough on issue one that they were like that Marvel was more than happy to get some more carnage out of us. Um, mm-hmm. So the events of that last issue are just going to be my uh, my personal favorite stuff because that's the mm-hmm. those are the issues that set up the next um, like, kind of like chapter two of Ryan and I's overall big uh, Venom plan. Um, mm-hmm. This is some of the stuff that Ryan and I have been talking about on the phone uh, for like a year and a half now and to like realize that we're finally there and that like we're gonna get to i'm gonna get get to see that art of like the thing that happens at the end of this event um is really exciting um for fans i'm excited for them to see the end of issue three Mm -hmm. um the last shot of issue three is gonna be fanboys around the country are gonna go oh shit what like it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those it's gonna be one of those like thor showing up in civil war moments kind of a thing you know because uh, it's thor showing up because it's thor showing up carnage. yeah 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 no it's not i i promise it's not we had to really like make sure that like i like coordinated with jason i was like hey where's where's thor gonna be while absolute carnage is coming out and he was like oh well he's off yada 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 right and i was like oh thank god <laughs> i was like thank god he's not gonna be around <laughs> because historically speaking thor beat Noel's ass or beat that dragon's ass mm-hmm. a long time ago so i was like thor can't be he can't be around <laughs> um uh so yeah uh what do you think ryan what do you, of the shit you've drawn so far like what do you think or or, the, or that you haven't drawn yet what do you think Oh well, I mean, I can't. Yeah, issue the issue three ending is amazing. But yeah. I, I, what I'm most excited for, honestly, if you think about it, so we've got a sixty page first issue. We have the uh, free comic book day story, which I'm sure will be included. So that's seventy pages right there. Then we have four more issues. That's eighty pages, one hundred and fifty pages. We're gonna have the nicest, fattest hardcover. Yeah, man. Yeah. Ever the absolute uh, hard, like the absolute carnage. Uh, it, and all the tie-ins, like omnibus, yeah. mm-hmm. is gonna yeah. be is gonna be bana- stupid, thick. stupid, dude. It's gonna be crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so funny because like when it's all said and done, it'll be Rex, the Abyss, Absolute Carnage, <laughs> and then like the things that we're doing afterwards, and then the next big thing that we're doing. Um, it's gonna be yeah, that's gonna be really cool to see it all like done. Yeah, you you know what? I'm already getting a kick out of like I just saw today. Um, the Rob Liefeld variant. Oh my God! Yeah, so and cool. he had to draw the the designs that I've made. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is insane. Like that, that he's following something that I did when, Dude. you know, at age fourteen or whatever, thirteen. I'm. Remember sitting in my room like when Heroes Reborn was announced. No, was, dude, this is the craziest. Dude, Rob. <laughs> that's what I want. That's the kind of excitement that I want people to have because totally. that's what the excitement that I have always wanted to provide, and also that I still feel like I bring to it. So yeah. Well, you know, um, Rob called me like mm-hmm. two nights ago, um, and whatever I'm doing, I always stop if Lifefield calls. Um, and it was he was asking me questions about Absolute Carnage for his covers, and he was just like, "So how does this? Like, how can I tie in this and everything like that?" And it's just like one of those things. Like, yeah, Ryan, like I found myself on the phone with Lifefield, talking him through a thing that I'm writing so that he right. can like, get the drawings right and stuff like that. And I was like, what the fuck is happening to my life? Like, is this yeah. real? Is that real that, like, Lifefield called me? That's bananas, you know? Isn't it hard to not just be like, uh, just do whatever you want. We'll follow you. I know. I know. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's the other thing, too, is that, like, there's so many people tying in to the event um, and so many, like, big books that are tying in that, like, 
I have to kind of like quarterback and like lead the show. Mm-hmm. But then like Al Ewing comes in and he's just like, you know, what do you want me to do in the on the Hulk? And I'm like, don't ask me what to do in the Hulk, Al. <laughs> like it's the it's the Hulk, dude. It's yeah. it's your thing. Like you go. You're do, beating like, Batman. Yeah, Al. yeah. You're beating Batman right now. <laughs> don't let me tell you how to fucking write your book, homie. Um, it's crazy. I I I am enjoying it immensely. Um, I am will be really glad when it's over. <laughs> yeah, I I will say the other this this book feels gigantic as yeah. we're, as I'm working on it. Like everything feels mm-hmm. just massive. So I don't know. I think that as people read it, they're just gonna go crazy. I hope so. Oh, oh I was gonna say about the Hulk or the uh, yeah the the um. I forget what I was gonna say. Anyway, Al Ewing is yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it does feel huge, and I just, I hope that that first issue lands as hard as we want it to. Um, hope you will keep on coming back. Um, whatever happens in issue one, it just keeps getting upped in every issue. It just keeps on getting bigger and crazier. I hope that by now, I don't I don't I don't even have to tell fans of mine slash ours that like a book that I write is just gonna keep on ramping itself up, right? Um, but you know, if, if, if you guys have read my Thanos series, my, my Dr. Strange series, Silver Surfer Black, um, everything I've done, I, I tend to kind of make it as big and, and, and like, kind of feel like an event, right? Cause I want people to, to get their money's worth. Well, this is like me unleashed on a real event. Like this is me getting all the toys and Ryan getting all the toys. Um, and we make use of all of them. Um, so if there's a, that's the thing is like so many people keep on asking us on Twitter, like, well, Hey, will 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 this character, will this character wore a symbiote back in like 97? Is that going to be a thing? And it's like, yes, yes. God damn it. Yes. All of it. Every single inch of it is going to be there. Like this is the big, like say goodbye to all of those symbiotes you used to love, like big farewell, like welcome to the grave motherfuckers uh, <laughs> event, you know? Um, so, I don't know. I, I Bleeding Cool makes fun of us all the time for how much we say, like, this is going to change characters forever because we always say that. But, like, <laughs> it, like, there's a few characters off the top of my head that, like, I mean, I'm sure someday they'll be changed from how we leave them. But, like, I don't know how. <laughs> I mean, I drew, I drew a lifeless body today. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> It's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. All right, I think we've said enough. I, I, we're bordering yeah. on saying too much. That's shit. hype. That's hype, son. It's, it's the hype yeah, train, right? That's there. that hype. Um, and I work. It's working, right? You know, uh, like I, I usually say on the episodes, I'm a fan, and so I've spent a lot of time in the shops this week, uh, just talking to people about it, and um, and yeah, everybody. The consensus is just we need it to be August 7th right now. Um, and, do, do you walk uh, in there going, I, I do a podcast with Ryan and Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hilarious. Cause like the way it comes up is always just like, yeah, well we're getting excited for absolute carnage. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I bet you are. I, I talked to Ryan segment and Donnie Cates. And they're I was always, on like a, and they're always like, weekly basis. And it's like, Oh, so you're like, like you're like homies with Ryan and Donnie. So like you, you must like know what's going to happen. You're like, totally. Totally, yeah. Like, they tell me yep. everything, dog. It's gonna be wild. I, I've already read the full colors and inks and fucking, everything for Absolute Carnage Five. It's Batman already done, and shows I read it. Up. It's crazy. Oh, I wish it was done. Spawn oh. shows up. It's crazy, dog. I went to a store in um, a, like a small town in Michigan that I was just happened to be in, and there happened to be a comic book store, and I just kind of went in and I was browsing with the kids, buying them some books or whatever, and they had a giant absolute carnage poster and uh that's dope my my buddy was with me and he's like um are you gonna tell them that you did that (laughs) and i was like i was like no and i don't want you to tell them either like (laughs) i I also was like listen there's two types of stores and i don't know what type this is there's the type of stores that would care Mm -hmm. and then there's the type of the store that is more just about like they just read the comic books and you know and i don't want to be the guy that goes up there and goes i drew this and they're like Cool. cool. Whatever. Great. You don't get a I, I actually went in. I went into a store, a local store in Troy, um, and I said that before Venom issue one came out, I said, "Oh, did you guys order heavy on Venom number one?" And the guy goes, "No." 
And then I was just like, oh, okay, well, cool. All right. See you later. <laughs> I learned that one a long time ago um, when I was first starting out. Not even at Marvel. It was like some fucking indie thing I put out. I was um, trying to be real slick, and this guy was like uh, looking at the section. And whatever we were doing, I was like, hey, man, you ought to, you ought to check out uh, Buzzkill or whatever the hell it was. I was like, you got to check that out, man. I hear that's pretty good. Hoping that he would then say, like, oh, yeah, is it good? And then I get to be like, yeah, I wrote it. Yeah. yeah. What happened was he goes, I read the first issue. It's fucking not good. And I was like, okay, have a nice day. <laughs> like, Always not, nice to meet a fan. Not going to tell you who I am. Just going to slink away into the dark. So, yeah, that's the road to absolute carnage. And um, yep. join us in two weeks um, to get it all spoiled for yourself and um, – I don't know. Yeah, maybe we'll guys. give it a maybe we'll give it a week after it comes out to do the commentary so that mm-hmm. we don't nobody accidentally starts listening to it and gets it spoiled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll do something um, for the release. Of course, uh, we're going to be recording at the signing at Vault of Midnight, so I don't know what's going to come out of that, but there will be something uh, on August seventh, and of course there'll be an episode that following Saturday. We'll figure out what it is, and of course keep an eye on our social medias to to see what it is. Cool. Um, Speaking of social medias and whatnot and correspondence, we've got a lot of really awesome listeners, really awesome fans that have wrote into us uh, and and left iTunes reviews and everything, and they're sitting here wondering when the fuck we're going to get to them. And the answer is next week, folks. Uh, next week, we'll just do a mailbag episode where we'll go through um, our big old pile of emails and iTunes reviews. And, um, and, that's, and if you have any more that you want to get sent in, please get them on in. We'll talk about them. Next week, cool. uh, our email is stegmanandfriends at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on uh, all the social medias, that's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. That's at Stegman Show. Uh, and our website is stegmanandfriends.com. Um, and I think those are all the things that I usually say at the end of the show. I'm Griffin, uh, and they are Ryan and Donnie, and they are about to drop the sickest event in Marvel Comics history. Coming it's the hottest single August of all time, son. Carnage. I don't know. Yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that what you're supposed to say? Um, That's it. I um, I got a mullet. Got my hair cut into a mullet. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Hold on. I'm I'm pretty mad about this. No, oh, it's not bad. Yeah, it's got a ways to go. I know. Yeah, I said, yeah. This is a little baby mullet right now. Um, but that is in honor of uh, our Lord and Savior Eddie Brock. I uh, mm-hmm. thought I'd have a blonde mullet to show up because that's 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 how, I, that's how <laughs> my man rolls. It's like a little baby. But I'm gonna grow it out real long, dog. I'm gonna get it out. Gonna, I feel like I can really rock a mullet. Um, so that's my big news. I have a mullet. Pretty proud Hell of yeah. it. Hell yeah! It's beautiful. Um, you can follow me. <laughs> One last announcement. Yeah, you can follow me <laughs> and this gorgeous mullet of mine at Don Cates D O N C A T E S on Twitter. Uh, I suspect you guys already know that, but uh, that's what's up. Venom 2 right now is trending on Twitter, by the way. Oh, I know, because uh, Andy Serkis uh, apparently has signed on to d- direct it. Is he a director? Uh, hmm. I mean, dude, at this point, I'm not ever going to doubt anything that Andy Serkis Cir- does. Mm-mm. Hey, Andy Serkis, get at us. That's what I'm we saying, though, right? Like, I saw that <laughs> trending, and I was like, but what about... But, like, what about me, though, is my whole thing. Like, <laughs> let me write that shit for you, dude. You know how good that would be? I don't, I don't know what Ryan could could do. Like, get, I could be... He could get snacks uh, or whatever, or, like... I mean, he's if... concept artist and stuff. No, like, like he's but, real tall. He could, like, hold the boom mic. I don't want to intimidate Tom Hardy, so I'd probably mm-hmm. have to stay away from the set, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yep. Like, I don't know. I just... I feel like it's real silly that we're not involved with it, and I'm... You know, starting to get real angry about it. Well, let's just start. All right. Everybody tweet at Andy Serkis. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. Everyone tweet at Andy Serkis right now. And at Sony Pictures, at Sony Pictures. Um, let's start. A, Tag us in it. Let's start a petition. Those always okay. work. Yeah. Always. People always pay attention to those things. Like my petition to get Dave, David Lynch to live stream himself watching Freddy Got Fingered. <laughs> did you do that? <laughs> How many signatures did you get? Like eight, dude. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's yeah. hey. That's that's eight more tickets sold for Freddy Got Fingered, though. You know, Hell yeah. Freddy Got Fingered is not a bad film. I love Freddy Got Fingered. Would you like some sausage? 
All right, well, this is devolved enough, though. I think we can call that a show. All right. Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. <laughs> um, remember, if you're in the Great Lakes area, come on by Voltamini, Detroit. Yeah. My, my cat's a big fan of it. Um, mm-hmm. Hold on, let me let my cat out. There's a fucking yep. house around here. Okay, classic. Get out. Get out. Get out. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. Professional. Super cool. Um,